0: You're listening to the Culips English Podcast. To download the study guide for this episode, which includes the transcript, detailed vocabulary explanations, real world examples, and a quiz, visit our website, C-U-L-I-P-S dot com. Hey, everybody, my name is Andrew.
1: And my name
0: is Morag. And you're listening to q Hey, Morag.
1: Hey, Andrew. How's it going?
0: I'm doing pretty well, Morag. How are you?
1: I'm all right. Is anything new with you?
0: Yeah, Morag, I wanted to talk to you quickly about coffee because in one of our recent conversations, you mentioned that you have a new coffee hobby and I also have a new coffee hobby and I'm curious about if you're into it or not as well and it is making cold brew coffee have you ever tried doing oh this? my
1: god I love cold brew <laughs> <laughs> I have been waiting for it to get a little bit warmer here in Montreal uh, before mm-hmm. starting on the cold brew it's not so good at zero degrees or minus 10, minus 20. But yeah, <laughs> when it gets nice and hot, oh, it's so refreshing.
0: Yeah, I recently read about cold brew because I was a little bit confused about what it really is. And I read that it's much less acidic Hmm. So that it's better for your stomach. Like it's up to 60% less acidic than uh, regular coffee. And it's also much higher in caffeine.
1: Yes, it is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So both of those things made me really excited to try it. So I've been enjoying cold brew coffee and to make it, I just have to put the coffee grounds into cold water. And then I put it into the fridge for 24 hours. Then after 24 hours, I strain all the coffee grounds out and the remaining coffee is called cold brew coffee. And I've been absolutely loving it. It's my new favorite thing.
1: I think it's really delightful and you can get a lot of interesting flavors from the coffee because it's been sitting so long. You can taste more a lot of the time.
0: Absolutely, and I love how refreshing it is too. So if any of our listeners out there haven't tried cold brew coffee before, I highly recommend it.
1: If you want to try something a little weird with your cold brew, Mm -hmm. try mixing it with sparkling water.
0: I have always wondered what that would taste like. Is it okay?
1: It's very strange. Some people love it, Some people don't. Uh, When I had it, it made the coffee taste shockingly sweet, as though there were sugar. Really? Yep. Huh. It was very strange. I would make that a next little adventure.
0: I'll try it out. I'm actually sipping on uh, lime-flavored sparkling water right now, but I think I'll try regular because coffee and lime doesn't sound like a good combination. (laughs) All right, Morag, well, let's get into our episode for today. We're going to do a Chatterbox episode, and this is where we have a totally natural conversation about an interesting topic, and we let all of our listeners listen in to learn about how to talk about these things in English. And today, we're going to talk about game shows. Yay, game shows. Yeah. <laughs> But just before we do that, I want to remind all of our listeners that there is a study guide available for this episode that includes a transcript, detailed vocabulary explanations, real world examples, a quiz, and also some prompts that you can use for journaling or for speaking practice. There's lots of great stuff in the study guide, and we custom make it just for Culips listeners. So, if you would like to download the study guide, just visit Culips.com for all the details about how you can do that. All right, Morag, let's get into it. Let's talk about game shows. And I guess the best place to start would be with a definition. Mm -hmm. I guess if I took a crack at it, in a nutshell, I'd say it's a TV show. It's a genre of TV show Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where people are playing games and competing against each other, usually for money. And a lot of times, a kind of trivia element is involved. So answering questions about kind of specialized knowledge or dumb luck yeah dumb (laughs) luck there's a lot of games that are based on dumb luck as well (laughs) and so i thought today we could talk about some of the more popular and famous game shows and also our favorite game shows and maybe while we're talking about individual game shows our listeners will get a better sense of what they actually are Mm mm-hmm So, Morag, do you have a favorite game show or one that you've watched in the past or maybe even watch now?
1: I do have a few favorite game shows now, um, but they're Mm -hmm. a whole kind of different genre. So maybe can touch that a little later. Um, (laughs) One thing (laughs) that I remember watching all the time as a kid when I was sick was The Price is Right.
0: yeah the price is right
1: i think that might be in my mind at least like the archetypical game show you have dumb luck you have guessing prices you have big shiny like lights and loud sounds and ridiculousness and it's very cheesy <laughs>
0: yeah absolutely the first thing that pops into my mind too when i think about game shows is the price is right i think you're on to something there now to briefly describe this show it's an american show that's aired in the daytime i think maybe around 10 or 11 in the morning yep so (laughs) i was only able to watch it as a kid when i was sick and stayed home from school or during the summer vacation time. These are the only two times because it wasn't uh, on during the weekend. So you can imagine the audience, the audience that would watch this show were a lot of people who were retired or maybe people who are unemployed or people like housewives that stayed at home and didn't have to go to work. I think this was the main target demographic of the show and it was really a show centered around money and shopping like the goal of the show is to win as much money as possible and to do that you have to play these little miniature games where you compete against other players and they're all centered around shopping like (laughs) or money they for example maybe they will show you a car and say oh you can win this car and you have to guess the price of the car and whatever contestant comes closest to guessing the price of the car they could win the car did i do a good job at describing it
1: i think you did that's that's pretty great um, it's pretty spot on. Uh, one thing I would like to uh, note about The Prices Right, though, is that it seems to have been on air since 1956. Nope. 1956 to 1965. And okay. then a, a revamped version started in 1972 and has not stopped.
0: Wow. So this show has been airing a lot longer than I've been alive, even.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I think one thing that's really important to note about The Prices, is right, is that it's really iconic culturally. So almost everybody will know about the show and will know some facts about the show, even if you don't watch it, right? Like, uh, for example, the longtime host of the show, his name was Bob Barker, and uh, and he's <laughs> kind of an icon in his own right. More, if you think of Bob Barker, is there anything that pops into your head?
1: Uh, yep. So at the end of every episode, he would. And the last thing he would say was, remember to spay and neuter your pets. Yeah. (laughs) Just kind of out of nowhere. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good message, but it's a little strange.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So at the close of every episode of The Price is Right, Bob Barker, the legendary host of the show, would remind the audience that if they were pet owners, they should spay or neuter their pets, which means to fix the pet so that it can no longer have babies. And I guess this was kind of his personal mission Mm -hmm. was to eliminate pets ending up in shelters. So he was an animal lover.
1: Which I think is actually really cool. Yeah. The show probably reached quite a large um, rural demographic as well, where for a long time, even... Currently, it's not very common to spay and neuter pets. And you do get a lot of unwanted cats and dogs. So, I mean, go Bob Barker. That's pretty cool.
0: And the host of the show currently, because Bob Barker has passed away, is Drew Carey, I believe, who is a comedian. And in the 90s, he had his own sitcom. Bob Barker is still alive. Oh, he's still alive. Really? He is 95
1: years old. Which oh makes gosh. sense as to why he retired <laughs> 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 but but he is alive,
0: okay, I'm sorry, Bob Barker. I understood that he passed away, but I guess not. That's good. He's still around.
1: yeah, he is impressively old and uh retired in his eighties. He retired wow. at eighty eighty three so you know that's still pretty darn impressive,
0: <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So if anybody's curious, I'm sure that if you are to YouTube, The Price is Right, you'll get a lot of fun clips about what the show looks like. It, it's a pretty entertaining show, so I would recommend to check it out if you haven't seen it before. Definitely. Another legendary game show host is a Canadian, Alex mm-hmm. Trebek, the host of Jeopardy. Morag, have you ever watched Jeopardy before?
1: Oh, my, have I ever. (laughs) I think it's pretty normal for uh, Canadians around uh, yours and my age to Mm -hmm. have watched Jeopardy and The Wheel of Fortune with their grandparents at some point. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) There were these two shows. So there's Jeopardy, hosted by Alex Trebek, Mm-hmm. Um it's a more serious or more like uh, educational quiz show really um yes. it has some difficult questions it's more of a skill based thing knowledge based thing right. and then before that right before that on TV there was always the wheel of fortune which is very much um more of a chance based game um it's like playing hangman
0: yeah essentially
1: but also with a giant wheel yeah
0: <laughs> it's like a souped up version of hangman
1: yes <laughs> with uh with a giant like spinner wheel involved it's it's uh, right. for prizes and, and money and stuff yeah the two of those i think is a very typical thing to have your older grandparents watch every single night So, uh, I think most kids have watched or most kids, I think most, um, most adults have watched that in Canada at least a few times and will associate it with their grandparents.
0: Yeah, absolutely. My nana, my grandma, I called my nana, she always loved to watch uh, Wheel of Fortune. She wasn't too much into Jeopardy, (laughs) which is kind of (laughs) funny in retrospect. That's quite funny. And my parents now are really into Jeopardy. So if I go to my house, almost every night we watch Jeopardy together. So Wheel of Fortune comes on at 7 o'clock and then directly after it, Jeopardy starts at 7 30 and so i guess a lot of people that watch it watch it probably while they're eating dinner or right after they eat dinner yep these are two really popular game shows and i have to say that i'm not really a big wheel of fortune fan it's kind of a boring show for me but i do like jeopardy
1: i'm with you on that one
0: yeah it's i i prefer trivia and quiz questions and jeopardy The way that the show works is there's three contestants and they have to select from different categories. So maybe there would be a category like geography and English literature and Australian politics or something like this. It's actually a game. They refer to it as what? The game of answers and questions because the way that you answer the prompt that they give you is with a question. So, for example, let's use a Culips example here. For example, if there was a Culips category on Jeopardy! and I was the player and I talked to Alex, the game show host, and I said, Alex, I would like the Culips category for $200, please, 200 points. The question might come up and say, This Culips host was originally from the west coast of Canada, but now she lives in Montreal. And I'd have to say, oh, who is Morag? I'd have to answer mm-hmm. like this. I have to answer with a question. And so it's kind of a unique way that the contestants have to respond to the questions in the show.
1: Yeah, it's it's quite interesting. And uh, I think that if some of our listeners wanted to try watching it, it would be a bit of a challenge, but would give you some really interesting vocabulary, some very varied vocabulary. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And if you watch it enough, Jeopardy! isn't really too challenging. Like the trivia isn't that difficult. And a lot of the same categories come up. Like the Bible comes up all the time opera and classical music comes up all the time and you don't really need a huge depth of knowledge about these topics just a surface understanding of them will really help you get a high score Mm -hmm. in this game so uh, if you were to watch it a lot i think then eventually you could become a jeopardy champion
1: (laughs) goals yeah
0: (laughs) goals yeah yeah (laughs) All right, so Morag, at the start of the show, you said that you had some favorite game shows that were a little bit eclectic. Could you quickly tell us what those are? I'm really curious to know.
1: Well, this is actually a pretty good segue from Jeopardy because my favorite game shows are a type of British show that's actually like a quiz show.
0: Oh, cool.
1: Yeah, so I don't know if you watch or have heard of QI?
0: No, I haven't.
1: Okay, so QI is a show and it's called quite interesting. And okay. it is a game where they have a host and for uh the first many many years that host was Stephen Fry. Oh, okay. Who is a yeah, who is a a very well-known and beloved English actor and presenter. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So you have him and you have uh, his sort of foil sidekick um, on the panel, uh, Alan Davies, who's a a British celebrity. And then you will have three other contestants and they are almost always uh, comedians or personalities of some kind. Um, there's usually one sort of semi more normal person. And then you have essentially four comedians um, and okay. they'll put up crazy facts and ask ask seemingly normal questions like how many moons are there? Okay. <laughs> and um, And the answer to that one at one point was two. And I think now it's like 30 or something. So basically they take interesting... And strange history and science facts, and okay. present them. So it's uh, so the the problem with how many moons are there is that what we define as a moon is actually much much larger than the thing that we call a moon. Okay. In our sky, so oh, it's a most of them are trick questions. Honestly.
0: Oh. So they're kind of asking these outrageous questions as a way to introduce a topic that they can teach you about?
1: Mm-hmm. That's one part of it, because you learn crazy and fascinating facts. The other part is that uh, it's com- it's a free-for-all completely insane on how to answer them, because okay. you get points not for being correct, although you Well, you can get points for being correct. But you also get points for an interesting answer.
0: That sounds fun.
1: Uh, Or funny. So it's uh, a lot of the time people will... If they'll make jokes about it, then they'll get points. If they
0: make a good joke. And is it the host that's giving out the points? Yes. Yeah. Ah, I see. Ah, it sounds very entertaining.
1: It's all over the place. Uh, But you do learn... You learn a lot and it's very British, so there's a uh, it's inflected uh, with that kind of humor uh also right. you do have some strange accents sometimes So.
0: cool well morag i think we'll wrap it up here because we are running out of time so Just to recap, today we talked about game shows and some of our favorite game shows and iconic game shows, which included The Price is Right, Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy, and QI. And once again, there is a study guide for this episode available on QLips.com. And our website is also the place where you can listen to our collection of past episodes. So... If you're dying to listen to more of us, please just visit QLips.com and you can do that. As well, we are on all of the popular social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. If you search for the QLips English podcast, you will be sure to find us. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message. We do love to hear from you. Just send your email to contact at qlips.com. We'll be back soon with another new episode and we'll talk to you then. Bye.
1: Goodbye.